Twitter handle at religion of woke. Are the jurors in these Black Lives Matter cases sitting around telling each other racist jokes? Find out today on the Anti Woke Podcast. So I watched some YouTube videos on the Kyle Rittenhouse case and the Ahmad Arbery case. Uh, I guess to remind, Kyle Rittenhouse killed two and shot a third person in a Kenosha riot. And he's uh, claiming self-defense. And then Ahmad Arbery was... Whatever. A guy who was seen as suspicious. A black man who was seen as suspicious in a neighborhood. And some people tried to do uh, a citizen's arrest on him. And killed him. So, whatever. I'm sure you all know. So, the interesting things going on in the Rittenhouse case was... A juror. They got 20 jurors and... Because you may have to kick some of them out instead, you know, for the 12. And uh, so apparently, one of the jurors, it was like an old, I assume, white man who uh, it's like so old he's driving around on a scooter instead of walking. Because when they, when they uh, dismissed him, he drove off on a scooter. He drove off into the sunset on a scooter. But previously, he'd, uh, he told a joke to one of the deputies on the staff there. And he said, do you know why they only shot Jacob Blake seven times? And he didn't give the punchline, but the punchline is because that's all the bullets they had. Jacob Blake was the black man killed by police that set off all the Kenosha riots. So anyways, that juror's gone. Didn't sound like he was hankering to convict Rittenhouse, so I'm sure Rittenhouse people are like, damn, keep your mouth shut, man. On the other hand, that may have been a good thing for Kyle Rittenhouse because you don't want someone who might be later out found to be not fair and impartial. So, you know, if you're going to get off, you want to get off with a bunch of fair and impartial people. I mean, that's the ideal thing. If you if you know, if you need unfair people to get off, then, I mean, whatever. Getting off is the most important part, but you get the idea. It makes me think of the Derek Chauvin, George Floyd trial, where, like, one of their questions was, um, you know, have you... Whatever, if you've been marching in Black Lives Matter marches, and, you know, basically, if you said yes to that, then they kicked you off the jury. And some guy said no to it, a black guy. A black guy said no to that, and he had marched in, I think it was called D.C.'s March, it was called March on Washington. So, you know, it didn't have George Floyd in the title, but it was all, whatever, it was a Black Lives Matter march called March on Washington, and he wore a shirt to the march that said, keep your knee off my neck. And then he also was some kind of internet clout chaser. And so he'd been going around doing podcasts saying that we need to get justice for George Floyd. This is all before the trial, but we learned later. So, but, you know, it's not that big a deal. Like that guy, that guy probably should not have been on the jury, but 11 other people convicted Chauvin. So 11 out of 12 ain't bad. They replaced that one guy. Probably still would have been twelve out of twelve. Plus, it just shows how America's not racist. So that was that was the good result there. All right. So one another thing about the Rittenhouse case was the lion media. The lion media were were lying early on because um, well, what they said was that you can call the you can't call the people that Rittenhouse shot victims because that's what the court case. Anyways, they said this is what the media said. 
I was about to tell you the truth. The media said, what, you can't call the people who got shot victims, but you can call the, but you can call them rioters and looters and arsonists? But what really happened was the judge said, you can't call those people victims, because we don't know if Kyle did it in self-defense or not. And then he said, if you prove that they are rioters or looters or arsonists, I guess beyond a reasonable doubt or something, then you can call them that. Otherwise, you cannot call them that. So anyways, the media hyped that up for a little while, and then, you know, whatever. They did a bunch of lies. I'm sure they're not going to ever go back and correct that. So a lot of people think that this judge is some wackadoo, which he, he may be, but not in that way. And so I watch YouTube lawyers who discuss these cases, and, you know, what I want to know is, you know, who's going to win? Before it's over, you want to know the... You want to know who's going to win. And so, like, basically what people keep saying is that Rittenhouse's lawyer is not a good lawyer. He's a bad lawyer. I mean, I think that, I think Rittenhouse, I think they raised like a million dollars to pay for the legal defense or whatever. But I don't know. But then they had to fire their first team of lawyers. They've had problems. They had money, and then they had problems. And apparently they got a lawyer who's not that good. So everyone's like, that lawyer's terrible. So you'd think, oh, he's going to lose because... The defense lawyer is terrible. But then what they also keep saying is that the prosecutor, like he's the he's the good lawyer for Kyle. Like Kyle may get off because this prosecutor is so good for him. And I guess the idea is, you know, the facts. The facts show that Rittenhouse is whatever, killed those people in self-defense. And the prosecutor, he whatever. He has to tell people the facts. So, you know, he doesn't get to just Make stuff up. And apparently, you know, he's a more entertaining speaker. He's not boring. I guess the, the defense lawyer is boring. The prosecutor is fun to listen to. And he gives you lots of fun facts that make you go, holy crap, Kyle's innocent. Like, I was watching some clips. Well, first off, it's like, who do you who do you put on the stand if you're the prosecutor? Because all you have there was, like, Kyle and his buddies who are standing around with rifles. And then you got a bunch of rioters. Like, this is, you know... Sometimes there's peaceful protests, but at night in Kenosha on this day, they were not being peaceful. Like, they were breaking stuff and lighting fires, like, in particular. Anyways, so, that, you know, so who do you put on the stand if you're the prosecutor? Kyle's friends or rioters? And so mostly so far, he's just been, he's been putting Kyle's friends on the stand. And they've been saying some stuff that isn't that good for Kyle, but then, like, I was listening to one guy... Like, he was the adult. There was, I guess there was one adult with a rifle there, and then a bunch of, you know, when I say kids, I mean 17, 18-year-olds with the rifles. And so the adult was kind of like, hey, everyone calm down. He's like, hey, rioters, calm down. And hey, kids, you calm down too. But anyway, so the, pro you know, the prosecution, like, that's, this is, it's almost like it's, it's his star witness. He brings up this guy, and he's like, uh, Rosenbaum, that's the first guy that got killed by Kyle. And basically, if that one's self-defense, then the rest of them are probably self-defense. And if that one's murder, then the rest of them are murder. So it all hinges on that first one. And anyways, he's a, that's his witness. He gets Kyle's kind of friend up there as, his, as one of his star witnesses. And the guy's like, yeah, Rittenhouse, he was going crazy. He's like, you know, breaking stuff and starting fires. And the other rioters were having to hold him back because he's trying to fight other rioters. And, you know, he came up to me, he came up to me and Kyle and said, if I ever get either one of you alone, I'm going to kill you. 
So anyways, if Kyle gets off, it's going to be because uh, the prosecutor had to put people on the stand who said a lot of nice stuff about Kyle. And that's, that's, that's pretty much how it's gone so far. Yeah, so that's what's going on with Kyle Rittenhouse case. I'll say the, the part, like I watched the opening statement, like the very, very opening statement, and the prosecutor's like, I'm going to show you that Kyle was chasing this person around and cornered him and shot him. And I heard that. I was like, what? I mean, if he could show that, then boom, Kyle's guilty. He's off for, you know, he's going to get like 300 total years in prison or something. But anyways, he just said that at the beginning, and I believe... All his witnesses since then have basically been contradicting that, you know, and all the video footage that he's been showing. But I guess what I'll say on that, an interesting result will, would be that, like, all the evidence, every bit of the evidence, shows that Kyle Rittenhouse is totally innocent. And then, whatever, they give him 300 years anyways. So that would be a fun one, because it would just be another example of how America's not racist. We're like... Or whatever, or we're racist against white people. You know, it'd be like the supposed old days when an innocent black man would go on trial and they'd send him away for life, but he was, you know, but they shouldn't have. So, you know, maybe we're going to start doing that as revenge against white people. And uh, so that'll be a nice, fun data point if that's what happens. And then the Ahmad Arbery trial is going on. We've got both of them going on right now. Um, and that one, it seems that... It looks like the guys who, you know, the citizens arrest guys probably going down for murder. I think the Rittenhouse one is, people are not sure. But on this one, people are, YouTube lawyers are more sure that, that he's going down for murder. Or they are, the three of them. And so it seems to me what it kind of comes down to, so, that, you know, Georgia has a citizens arrest law that they repealed after this incident. But you're kind of like a cop, so, you know, you better be doing stuff on the up and up, as much as a cop has to do it, when a cop kills a, in this case, black man, but, you know, should be regardless of race. And so I think you need probable cause to arrest someone. And so you need probable cause to do a citizen's arrest of someone. And so that may be what it hinges on. Because, you know, that's the start. If the start, if, they, if they're not rock solid legal on the start, the end of it is they chase and corner him, and then, you know, he, he, whatever, he's cornered, so he has to run back towards them, and he grabs the gun and gets shot and killed, but it's not really self-defense. It's not self-defense if you corner someone, you got a gun, and you corner someone, and then they come to, you know, try and take the gun away from you. At that point, it's your fault, you, the person with the gun. So we'll just, we'll wait and see if they had probable cause, but I was watching a little bit of the prosecutor and it's like, you know, they, basically he was a burglar, but they didn't, doesn't look like they had probable cause to arrest him on burglary, you know, just because you know someone's a burglar, you're like, oh yeah, there's that guy, there's that meth head who's always going around burgling stuff. You got to be like, I know you did this burglary on this time and that's why I'm arresting you, which I think they, they didn't have that. And apparently they were given some sort of plea deal, which I haven't heard. You know, it's probably plea deal was like life in prison or something, so they turned it down. They turned it down and are taking their chances. So, we'll see how that goes. Another interesting thing about the Arbery case is we know the racial makeup of the jury, and it's 11 whites and one black. And so, like, racial makeups of juries are interesting. I guess, okay, I guess the city where Arbery was killed 
it's a uh, 75% white, 25% black. So you'd expect it to be something like nine to three instead of 11 to one. That was kind of the opposite of the Derek Chauvin trial. I mean, the Derek Chauvin trial, they had whatever. They had they had people that had argued in front of the Supreme Court like a hundred times or something. They had like the all-star prosecutorial team. But I think they got that one, like, it was about like maybe seven black people and five white people. Like it was it was like half black or maybe more than half black. Like in a city or whatever that's all white people. And so What's interesting about the racial makeup of juries is that you have these, basically, you know, each lawyer is, they get so many, what's it called? I forget what it's called, but they can dis dismiss jurors without cause. They can just be, I just don't want that jury. You know, like, I don't have to come up with a reason. Sorry, not jury, juror. I don't want that person on the jury, and I'm not going to give you a reason. I just want them gone. But there, but there's, and, and so that's generally how it goes. You can just pick whoever you want and just say, I don't want them. And I'm not going to explain why. Except for there's one reason why you can't dismiss a juror. And that's because of race. So, you know, like OJ or whatever, these Black Lives Matter cases. I mean, the first thing you want to do is just say, like, I don't even need to interview you. If you're black, I don't want you. Or, you know, or if you're, you know... Or vice versa, depending on the case. Because you got a pretty good idea on how they're going to vote before you, you know, just basically. You look at them and say, I know, I know you're going to vote guilty. I don't want you. So you're not, supposed to, you're not supposed to do that. So what it is, is you have to come up with a reason other than race to say why you don't want them. And so, I guess, whatever. They got rid of a whole bunch of black people on the Arbery jury. And the judge is like, yeah, it doesn't look good. But they had a reason. They had a reason other than race, right? You got to articulate some sort of reason other than race. You know, like, I don't know, for instance, did, you know, have you marched in a Black Lives Matter march or something? So we'll see. We'll see if white people, if America really is racist, then maybe uh, these guys will get off because they have an almost all white jury. Or they'll have a hung jury. That's another thing. It'll be interesting to see if either one of these end up as hung juries. I guess hung juries are not that common. Seems like in the movies they're more common.